this is where Christmas we can draw yeah. Christmas back. I mean, is that does it have that kind of personal feeling? I'm not saying yes. that Christmas saved you, but something yes. like Christmas. Well, I yes. I mean, the, the most exciting thing for me as a child, and obviously I know how it happened now, but we used to have the stockings at the end of the bed. And so, or when we were very young, end of the bed, then it was the door handle, but we'd still, the door would be ajar, and so the door to our bedroom. So you'd see this swollen shape on the door handle, and wake up, you'd see that. You'd never be presents by the tree as well. And, and in our case, they were the bigger presents, and we'd know they were from relatives and from real human people. But there was nothing to beat the idea of that. Oh, there's someone coming through down your chimney, and there had been magic. You're that close to magic. She's a sort of being husband. And, um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's obviously... A, on one level, it's a lie the parents tell the children, but on another level, it's about um, allowing them to believe in magic and mystery and hope and wonder, and all those things are real in different ways. Was that a contrast to the rest of your child? Yeah, well, no, feel... no, yeah, definitely. And I think certainly, like at the age of eleven, where I was still believing, as I was getting out of my, like, I, I had a very happy time up until the age of seven, because we were living in a village, had some really good friends, we lived by a canal, and it was all lovely. And my dad's job moved, and we had to move to Newark on train. Um, and um, I went to a different school. I had, had some quite horrible teachers for a junior school. And um, it, it was rougher. And I just didn't... I, I, from that moment, I felt a bit sort of... I became a bit of an outsider. You know, at, at primary school, I was all in the football kits, really. Doing, and then, then there, I just felt like I didn't fit in. And then I slowly became a little bit more of an outsider. And, um, but yeah, Christmas. A, because you're not at school. Which always helps, and, and, and B because you you know like being someone who's always loved films in the olden days in the eighties it was just like film galore highlighting the Radio Times doing all that you know food you know parents would probably be happier because they weren't at work you know and both my parents work so um, yeah do it, they have tradition I was thinking this idea. In the way that you're imagining, did, did you all have, as a family, you have to imagine Christmas yes. together. Was that a was it a particular family time as well? Yeah, it was, and, and it, it'd be quite um, ritualised. We'd, we'd have a Christmas Eve where they'd have friends come over. We'd go to Christmas or service. Um, as we got older, sometimes it'd be midnight mass, and um, then we'd have open stocking presents we'd have a Christmas breakfast they mid open presents by the tree they mid sea family and we'd always have turkey and yeah it, it, as as so many aspects of uh, life become less traditional and less structured I suppose certainly in our house Christmas held on to a lot you know we're, we're not Spain where every two weeks there's a Saints Day and we have a we, we, we just really have Christmas yeah. so um, but did that since you were saying earlier as a teenager that that changes that sort of family yeah. dynamic would, would Christmas be a time when you would still come together do you think or yes 
Oh, it changed. There was one. There was one really. I had a, a best friend who who lived lived in a Chinese takeaway. He was Chinese, and his parents ran the Chinese takeaway. And there was one Christmas Eve. I went as about fourteen or fifteen, where I just discovered alcohol, and we'd got really, really drunk um, at his Christmas party. And I'd gone to. We decided it'd be a great idea to go to midnight mass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like green, bro. <laughs> so we were in midnight mass, and um, my parents were midnight mass. I didn't realise they'd gone because they weren't planning to go. My parents were in midnight mass. They were two rows behind, and we were sort of like laughing at the cows and singing the wrong way. We weren't being like abusive, but we were just laughing and drunk and, and ill. And um, um, we, my, my parents were standing next to my French teacher at school and my French teacher said to them I must apologise about those two boys because they're, they're at our school they're, they're from Thomas Magnus school and we're, we're sorry we shouldn't be doing this Mom said, well I must apologise <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was that's the clear line where Christmas okay. that childhood became you know just well, that I think alcohol is the, uh, yeah. that is one of the and then Christmas day just be hungover and you stop doing um, how about when you become a, a parent? Because uh, in fact, it's interesting when you talk about the homeschooling. That one of the things that I remember from school is it was time off school. Is it different from for, for your? Is that one of the things that would make, would make it slightly different for? Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Actually, homeschool. Um, I, I, I think, I think that definitely was part of it for me. I, but I mean, our children are obsessed with Christmas. I don't know if that's, that's come from me, but you know, we're just going to try and do um, magical things. And I don't think it was just because we're off school, because you, you know, half terms would never feel like that. Easter holidays never felt like that. Um, so, how do you imagine, how, as a family, how are you ima- how, this year? How, how, what kind of well, hopefully, our house will be done. Like so, we'll, okay. we'll, <laughs> and, and it's family, we're having. Andrew and my wife's family over um, and we're going to do some ice skating we're going to eat a lot it's become increasingly I think adults way to enjoy Christmas is food related and like now especially in the chaos movie age I think you know Christmas is a time where we, we, we give ourselves a green card and we can just be escape all okay. those pressures of quinoa <laughs> <laughs> Relentless quinoa. What's that, that yogurt we always have to eat? Zero fat yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Might, I might get the two percent, but that's how crazy. It is. Yeah, baked crisp. We can't even have normal potato crisp now. We can't have white pasta. Yeah, so Christmas is. Uh, yeah, Christmas is just a, a carnival, isn't it? It's a release. I mean, what would you? Because another side of it is my yeah. set of yes. often American, slightly obscure American movies she likes to watch. Yes. Um, no, 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 absolutely. Films, love films. Um, don't think I'm a bit suspicious about the Elf music. Because I, okay. I, I do actually like Elf, I really love Elf. Um, and, and some of that sort of the anarchic aspects of it sort of in, in, influenced the. So, so, some of that, and I, I, I do like it. It's not a perfect film. It's a wonderful life. I absolutely know. I can't yeah. really watch that with children yet. But that's that's a film. I think I think the, the genius of It's a Wonderful Life is that 
it, it, it contains real darkness. It contains real darkness. So it contains, it, it brings everyone into Christmas because Christmas is quite depressing for a lot of people. You know, the first time I ever heard about anyone taking their own life was on Christmas Day um, when I was a child. And uh, yeah, my mum, one of my mum's sort of, sort of friends, but then, you know, because they went do that amateur dramatics together but yeah um, and yeah it is a it is a very depressing and isolating time for life it's a wonderful life acknowledges that and, and um, still still makes you feel hopeful and, and still makes you feel it makes you makes you look at your life um, in a new way and, and actually the things you thought were failures could actually be successes and it's just how we're looking at everything um, so I think that that to me is being a secular uh, cultural sort of person that to me encapsulates Christmas better than anything obviously you've got a Christmas carol and, I, and I'm writing I'm writing a girl called Christmas and that was always okay. as, soon, as soon as that got the publishing deal um, whether it was because of guilt following my masculinity round, whether it was the fact that I've got a daughter whether it was just because I thought oh well that would be a neat thing to have a boy called Christmas a girl called Christmas side by side in shops but it was always an idea to um, it, one thing that was curious is I mean it's about that the mother is, is absent and completely and it's about it's about lost or yes. becoming a father it's about discovering what thing a father might mean which obviously this sort of elf, elf culture yes. I take this very seriously but, um, no 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 but good I like this but jo- for jo- Joel was very interesting actually in some ways he was my favourite character because I think yeah. he I, I don't know if, it, if there's yeah, no, father, no, no. Issue, father issues being, but, but this but the, or father as an issue um, about it's something that you have no, to and I, live up to yeah and I didn't want to make him the perfect father and he's not the perfect father at all but I didn't want to make him the bad father I, I wanted to because I, can, I had fun with the like, Aunt Carlotta being mm. sort of villain and stuff. But I wanted to also make sure with Nicholas and his dad that they were recognisably human characters. Because the whole idea is that like, Nicholas is a human. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, I, I suppose there's a degree of ambiguity with Joel. And um, I had to do a little bit of battling in the editing process to uh, keep keep that ambiguity they kept on wanting him to be an overtly better father right um, was there pressure to bring him back just that much because it's very interesting that he sort of just he I, goes yeah I kept thinking that would be the Christmas sort of present I think there had to be there has to be a sacrifice doesn't there there has to be a sacrifice and I think you know just like Jesus, <laughs> he sacrificed himself uh, for the future of Christmas. But no, hey, uh... I mean, my, my, my dad died early this year, so it's going to be the Christmas is going to be slightly weird this year. My mum's going to come to us. It's going to be the first. My dad was big and and so Christmas is going to be peculiar um, that's the light work for me but 
and I was thinking for my mum what it's going to be like and I'm glad she's coming to us to not be at home um, yeah. and I thought we're going to have to reimagine it and reading this book I was thinking we, this is what you have to do you, we, we can either sit around for the whole time but it will be sad mm. there's no, no way out of it but we she was sort of saying oh, we went to a tree we went to a yeah. We have to, and you made me think you, we we invent it. We invent. Yeah, we invent it, and he 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 literally invented it. I mean, he had at the t- at the time he invents Father Father Christmas version of Christmas. He um, he has no family at all. He's yeah, been, yeah, yeah, and he but, but he becomes the essence of Christmas. So I I definitely didn't want yeah because we're 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 in a time now where. Most, most people, or at least half people, don't, don't have the conventional Walton structure of, you know, the old Christmas idea of what a family is and what a happy Christmas is, you know. So it, it, it's... And I think the key, as to the key to overcoming depression sometimes, I think the key is kindness and, um, you know going back out into the world and sort of projecting outward and not, you know, we're very much encouraged to be selfish at Christmas and, you know, advertisers and marketers encourage us to think of ourselves and then we, we kind of moan about ourselves because we've got to spend this amount of money on it. But I think if, if we see Christmas as not about ourselves, then that's part of it, you know, and that's part of the, the true happiness is feeling good you know feeling like a good person and being having a good relationship with yourself is key it's not just about the short term getting but is that another challenge to take that other element the, the marketers the, the yeah. Oxford Street view I mean how because you can't get away from the fact that Father Christmas is sort of about presence as you say no, it's, it's giving but, that, it's a, it's a, a, but it's also about informing children that magic and hope are real and that uh, you know that, that, that the presents are a symbol of the magic it's the, it's the magic it's interesting what you say as well about the goodness but the goodness and when he when he sort of becomes Father Christmas yeah. and his and time stops yeah. it seems that he's had to earn that through yes. his actions not because there's some magic that comes down no, and no, no. delivers us and is that the same thing about the whole idea of Christmas something that we all have to Work yes. at a and actually, bit. yeah, and actually, sad things that happened in his life. Like he, he, the first time he um, goes through a chimney when he's escaping, a he's escaping from prison, but also he's <laughs> thinking of his mum. He's thinking of his mum falling down a well. So he's sort of rising up, sort of counterbalance like grief. So, um, yeah. I'm over psychoanalyzing my my children's book now, but yeah, it, no, it's, it, I, th- I I think you can't. I, for me, I, I I can't really think of a totally feel good, authentically feel good experience that doesn't acknowledge not necessarily death, but the darker side. And that's particularly, I mean, some And I think it's important for children as well. And you know, and I've just been to America and talking to American adults. And American adults is very, you know, they're, they're behind the book and stuff. They're very worried about certain aspects and watching. And I, I've really tried to sort of, uh, you know, I will make some changes, but I've really tried to articulate to them about how actually it's not, you know. Hope isn't despite all the bad stuff. The reason we have hope in the first place is because of the bad stuff, you know, and, and you kind of need to acknowledge that. And if a child has got divorced parents or just, you know, their mother's just died of cancer or whatever happens out there in the real world, it's not that comfortable. 
to read about this perfect family that you know, we're already in this age of FOMO and fear of it. We don't want more things to be envious of. Them. So it's about acknowledging that hope can exist anywhere. Is that because it's a bit in Wuthering Heights where it's at Christmas where Heathcliff is kind of up against the. It's actually Christmas. He sort of looks in at the Lintons and they're all having this fantastic time. And he's up against the window yeah. and you can see it all. And in fact, my missus this morning, which I, I had no idea about, which is that apparently Jekyll and Hyde was originally a Christmas story because she had this whole tradition of kind of so of go, so uh, car- Christmas Carol, that it ghost stories and slightly horror stories. Like I was saying, it's sort of that there are these bits which are really quite yeah. dark, and you're very open about well, God, sadness. Christmas Carol is dark. Yeah. I, I'm featuring. I, I, I was mentioning. I only meant. I wasn't plugging a girl called Christmas. It's not even written yet. But I'm, I'm featuring Charles Dickens. Good enough. Okay. He's a character. Queen Victoria and Charles. Dickens. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it is kind of an origin story for a Christmas Carol, but it is totally the same characters. But okay. it, it's because it, 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 I sort of worked out time-wise. You know, sixty years after Nicholas was a boy is sort of fairly Victorian. Christmas be different. I mean, it, the sort of forced jollity can be hard enough for, for you know the most sort of coherent, together, loving family that we're all. Let's all stay in a room for a week. And I remember my dad by sort of the day after Boxing Day was was getting pretty packed off. Yeah, um, Boxing Day tricky as well. Um, but as a se- I think when I really remember Christmas, I wonder if I'm actually remembering Christmas. It's the anticipation of Christmas. The, the idea, you know, it's again a belief, isn't it? A belief. And, it, it, and you get moments of it, and you get great moments of it. But amid that, you get lots of tetchy Boxing Day family tensions. And, you know, is, it, is it that thing about opening a present to sort of see? And then you get, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I've already got Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, it, Presents are always better when they're under the tree, you know. But just as the idea of the presents, you know, and when when you've got all the wrapping paper screwed up and you've got the Kenwood blender out, you know, the magic stuff. But um, the endless underpants. The endless underpants. So yeah, it's I mean, quite light these days. Christmas Eve was always absolutely my favourite day. Okay. Um, you know, and in many countries, of course, Christmas Eve is the main, the main Scandinavian. Um, and that kind of makes sense but yeah I mean that limbo period between Christmas and New Year is difficult but I, just, I still think it's nice especially now I'm, I'm sort of working too hard it's nice to have these periods where and, and it really is only Christmas other than sort of going away on holiday where you can have have that like that freedom to eat and drink and concentrate purely on family and that, that being the job you know and, and, and we moan about that but we also moan about the other thing of going back to work and, you know. will you turn Twitter off will you be there on Christmas day oh yeah I, 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 still, I still I don't think I've ever tweeted on Christmas day I, probably Christmas Eve to me but um, yeah no that I, would I, be well, yeah, I mean, you, can't, you can't want to judge other people, but for me, I find it, I find it quite, um, it's like, you know, when you log in on Boxing Day or whenever, and you see like, loads of people tweeting uh, on Christmas Day, yeah, and I can understand that if you're sort of feeling alone or isolated, you want, you've got distant family and you can speak to them and stuff, but yeah, for me, Christmas is very untechnological, right? I'm quite, I'm quite conservative about Christmas. Do you think it needs that? 
for magic. I mean, is magic and technology? I'm just wondering how. Well, technology literally kills magic. In this, in the, is it, what's the quote? Is it Arthur C. Clarke? Was it Asimov? You know, or the quote, or is it H.G. Wells about magic is just science we don't understand yet? And so, the moment, you know, the more science turns magic into science you know like, like you, 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 there's absolutely no doubt at all that a lot of our technology we take it back 500 years everyone would see it as magic you know you know if you, you, you took um, if you took the ability to contact people on the other side of the world back they would only know that as magic that's the only way they're to translate so science does literally take away magic in that sense um, so maybe maybe um, maybe technology technology is fundamentally anti-magic it's, it's weird I guess this Christmas half the world will be spent will be watching I guess the, the Star Wars film which raises yeah. those sorts of... Um... Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm fine with that because I, I do like Star Wars and I'm looking forward to showing... Um, and it's kind of nice that Christmas has a, a collective experience again because that seems to turn like this year is going to be... We don't have more common wise. 20 million people watching more common wise doesn't exist in mm. We don't have that shared thing. So I suppose having something that will be a shared thing is... It, is in a weird way like, like Christmas and Christmas was always about Boxing Day actually didn't used to be too bad because Boxing Day we'd go to the cinema you know we'd always you know I can't remember going to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit and stuff like that on, on, on or the third Indiana Jones thing or was the big Christmas because the movie actually was partly it's just so technology some of the magic about the big Christmas movie was the fact that you hadn't seen it or you had missed it in the cinema or you'd seen it in the cinema and now it's on the TV whereas now you'll have watched it 93 times you know on the yes. legal download you know but, it's yes, Harry Potter that's the Harry Potter oh. I know yeah cinema itself I think retains a little bit of that magic but then I you know I don't know if I'm just becoming an old sort of traditionalist type of person maybe people growing up with Netflix are going to and apps are going to just find and wander and magic and that because that's going to be their childhood